and welcome back to another exciting week and i mean another exciting week of talking with experts podcast with myself chris cowden and sean boyle he is a serial entrepreneur and actually he started off as an intern for the digital marketing agency he now runs he now runs with his partner so this is incredible his business partner that is so sean boyle he is a serial entrepreneur and he he runs a global seven figure virtual tour company and uh, as a digital marketing agency he uses virtual tours and virtual events to showcase his real estate his um, clients real estate etc and he's always traveling around the world helping all of his clients and uh, he has business all around the world it's incredible so um, to start from an intern to now running a business with somebody uh, is an amazing journey and he talks about that in this episode so what you're going to get out of this episode you're going to really learn about the future of uh, virtual reality um, vr ar augmented reality and how you can use it to grow your business if you have a digital marketing agency then this is a definitely an episode to listen to and if you haven't got a clue about digital marketing or seo then this is also an episode to listen to because sean will be passing along one of his seo checklists um, and i've actually written that out so it will be in a future blog post uh, i will pass on that information at the end but enjoy this episode for now and i'll speak to you at the end thank you sean for joining me on talking with experts podcast this week uh my third podcast of the day but i'm really excited for this one to talk to you about you know um going from like an intern to having a, a seven-figure marketing agency that's a massive transformation and for any aspiring entrepreneur like myself that that wants to do this and take it seriously you you give me a lot of hope and i'm sure you you're going to give a lot of my listeners hope as well so um tell me a little bit about yourself what are you an expert in and we go from there yeah thank you chris for having me man it's it's awesome across the pond as they say yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah man i mean our hq is in philadelphia so we're really an expert in digital marketing and property marketing specifically with me I handle a lot of real estate transactions, a lot of clients that need virtual reality, photography, other content pieces, et cetera. So that's my bread and butter. Well, well, and I know you also do that. Is it virtual events as yeah, well? So yeah. we do virtual events here and there, obviously with COVID, it's one of these things that it just exploded with the mm. popularity. So I'll give you an example. We did a couple of virtual events. We're having another one that's going to be in October. It's actually the, I'm going to be down in Kissimmee, Florida for it, but it's going to be great. I mean, we're going to have a lot of awesome entrepreneurs and then real estate people talking about all these different various investments. Um, primarily for me, I'm a very boring investor, a very just <laughs> single family, um, collector rental income. Like I, I do a couple of Airbnbs here and there, but for the mm -hmm. most part, I just like that, you know, low stress consistency, maybe not making as much money, but definitely you know, having that residual effect, which, mm. uh, as we know, passive income. So, yeah, yeah. man, it's definitely uh, an incredible thing. Yeah. So, so how did it start? Because I know I've seen that uh, you were you decided to take a, a sales role, uh, and then at an agency, and now you've become. So, tell me more because I've only seen what's on your website 
and I don't really know you. So tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. So I, I love telling the story, but when I graduated high school, I um, went to Roman Catholic. It was actually the first boys Catholic school in America, right? So mm. it's the oldest one. I think it's been around since like 1890 or something. So you walk in there, it's like an old castle. It looks like Hogwarts almost. <laughs> so it's like this beautiful thing with all this, you know, Roman architecture and stuff like that. But when I graduated, I was set to go to Penn State Altoona and I did. So my mindset was, okay, you know, I'm in college now. I don't really know what I want to do. I know that I want to make money though, right? So what's the <laughs> highest paying field other than medicine, because I just really didn't want to do anything with medicine. It was engineering, right? Which is kind of similar, but for me, it was just a little bit more technical and uh, I wanted something a little more hands-on, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, 85, 90 G starting out. I'm going to be 24 years old. I'm, I'm going to be running the town, Chris. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be running the town. So as I started to divulge into all these engineering classes, I really said to myself, wow, this is so boring. And no offense to any engineers out there, but it was just for me, so like lackluster. I couldn't really see myself in this role. You know, you ever do something or mm. you ever try a different flavor or try a food. You're like, you know what? Not for me, maybe for some other person, but really not for me. That was kind of how I felt about engineering. I was all about the money at that point. I was really not mm. about the actual craft and I didn't have any passion for it, which really, as anyone has told me and you as well, yep. you need to have passion for what you do. You know, you can't just try to chase that bag day in and day out because mm -hmm. no fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. So the, the burn is going to, you know, like you're going to burn out eventually, right? So fast forward, I actually was talking to my advisor at the time, Irene Hurd, who's this wonderful Russian professor. And in broken English, she was talking and she's like, you know, Sean, like we have this uh, thing called digital advertising that I think you'd be very keen on. You know, you seem like to be a natural salesman, entrepreneur. I think it's just going to blend together just like peanut butter and jelly. So I was like, all right, like, let's learn more about it. Next thing I know, I'm Googling Tony Robbins, Gary V's of the world. And that's really how I got my start. So fast forward, I, and this is the funny thing. I have one application that I send out to um, this company because I, I had a stack of about this many papers, mm -hmm. like a six inch, I, hundreds of papers in there, Chris. It, it, it was crazy. I sent an application out and the first company that gets back to me, the first company that I really wanted to hear from was Momentum. Right? Mm. So Mac, my now business partner, I hit him up and I said, listen, man, you know, my digital skills are not to the level of par that are going to make momentum, a lot of you know money <laughs> and a lot of value. So let me take a year off if you don't mind. And let me apply for next year for sophomore summer. And then we can really get started. And mm -hmm. he was kind of puzzled. He's like, so you're applying for an internship a, a summer before. Is that what you're doing? I'm like, yes, because quite frankly, I don't, I like, don't I could, know. I could be <laughs> this. Yeah, exactly. Like I can BS with the rest of them, but it's like, I really want to make sure I know what I'm doing. Cause like, if I'm in a client situation, God forbid, I say the wrong thing. And then there's this whole catastrophe, you know, it just mm. blows up in my face. Right. So year goes by, I learn everything. And then we're working on this blockchain conference with um, John McAfee, the late John McAfee, who, you know, created McAfee software, was a billionaire, mm. you know, this whole thing, a lot of controversy against him as well, but you know, he's a crazy, crazy guy. But he was our keynote. So that's what my first really main priority other than social media was to sell these tickets, right? When I was an intern in Philly. And I think that summer, sophomore summer, I brought in like, I think a quarter of a million just in doing sales. Wow. So <laughs> Mac, my and he was like, listen, you know, not for nothing. I don't know if you know anything about like digital marketing because I, I studied digital marketing, but that really wasn't uh, what I did. But 
if you can sell, that's really what we what we need is someone who can sell and someone who can you know produce this stuff. So along the way, I really got in touch with real estate and that being my main investment vessel. And then Mac was also talking, he's working with this guy who does virtual tours. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That is exactly what I want to do from Jump Street because it combines two of the things I love is real estate mm -hmm. and then technology. You know, I'm an avid gamer as well. You look behind me and I have a whole Xbox set up with the headset and everything. Oh, nice. So it's just beautiful. Like this really fulfilled me day in and day out. So fast forward to today where, like you said, we're a seven figure virtual tour company. We have locations in all 50 states and 10 other countries as well, including the UK and surrounding areas. So it's one of these things where I really enjoy what I do now. And sure, the money's great, whatever, but I just, to help small businesses in particular after COVID, and I know we're still going through it, that's really what I love to do now. You know what I mean? So that's, that's really yeah. the whole story. That's the whole enchilada. And um, yeah, I love it. Man. <laughs> yeah. So I know you said in your notes that you struggled with sales in the past, or that was one limiting barrier to, to your success. Uh, what is it that you specifically struggled with or that you see in other people and uh, how did you overcome it? So it was the same thing, quite frankly, you know, I like to compare sales with like picking up girls or like negotiating because it's pretty much the same thing. Right. <laughs> and for me, <laughs> like way back in the day when I was a little, when I was a little kid, I was just shooting my shot with anybody, man. Like if you had a heartbeat, I was trying to go after you. <laughs> <I'll go on. laughs> yeah. It was just anybody. Right. So I was like, Oh my God. So that really was how I did sales was I was just, you know, I had the shotgun approach where I was trying to hit everybody. Mm. Whereas I really needed to have that sniper approach of having that niche target audience and, you know, have a couple case studies prepared, you know, have a little bit more of a, a executed script, so to speak, and just be, you know, my personal self, be normal Sean Boyle, you know, that's, that's yeah. good enough as it is. So that's really what I struggled with. And then as I started to, you know, climb the ranks and started to learn more, read more, especially listen to podcasts, have my own podcast, you start to pick up that kind of stuff. And it's something that if I didn't do those things, if I didn't have those interactions and take the risk and push myself, I think I would have still been the same, you know, creepy person I was, you know, back in high school. <laughs> yeah. So, so then it's, it's important uh, to, to put yourself out there, invest in yourself and the confidence comes, the momentum comes and, and the new skills come. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's exactly how it is. I mean, you have to think about it like, you know, and a lot of people are getting like Gary V likes to say, you need to just speed up the process and be as effective as possible. But you have to understand that, you know, if you're burning the candle on both ends and, and you're trying to do all these different ventures, like I said earlier, you know, you're going to burn out. So you need to do something like I always like to try to make each day um, worth it, put in my, you know, 110%. Mm -hmm. But also I really need to understand that, okay, this is a long process, right? So I'm growing. If I can get you know, like the cliche, you know, term says 1% better every day. If I can learn just something like a little subtlety, it, you know, it might not be as big as like, you know, onboarding a new client, mm -hmm. but if I can learn, oh, this script worked a little bit better for my sales team. Oh, here's a new, you know, small SEO tactic that we can use to yes. get more clients. It's just stuff like that, that I think the consistency day in and day out works. And, and I, I really do think consistency is, the greatest factor to success. Mm -hmm. So, so how do you approach sales? Because I know a lot of people go in with the um, with a pitch in in first 
way and some people go in more of a conversation conversational way uh, how do you approach it yeah i mean the, the more i talk to people the more i really think i'm, I'm just like you know I don't like to use the phrase natural sales, but it just, it just feels comfortable to me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I do come from a conversational perspective where I'm really just getting to know that person. Like I am with you and with a lot of your other guests as well. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I like, for instance, I was on this one podcast with Stacey O'Byrne. She runs the pivot point advantage podcast, as well as her own uh, consulting company for small businesses. And we've already gotten like three referrals from her just based off my episode. <laughs> and it was really just one of those things where learning and, and networking and all these different things, taking people out to lunch, spending that $5 for coffee or, you know, whatever, and just learning about them. Quite frankly, that's something that I really understood to be a good strength, not necessarily just jumping right into the pitch mm, and like, being, like smelling like a natural, like a, like a smelling like a salesperson. If you smell like a salesperson, no one's going to want to talk to you because it's not authentic. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's really where I come from. It's very more conversational, just understanding them as a person fundamentally. And then, okay, like, what do you need help with all this kind of stuff? And it just flows together. You know what I mean? Cause if that person really understands, I give a crap about you, they're going to give a crap about you. And it's just going to be a mutually beneficial relationship. Yes. And then when they say that they have a problem then and you've got a solution, great. And if not, then you refer them to somebody else. So that, that's a great way to approach it. Um, I know you spoke about digital advertising and I'd like to talk to you about digital marketing a little bit. Um, in, so because the podcast is all about helping people grow their business or market uh, more effectively, what is working for you right now? and any strategy what any strategy yeah let's go from that yeah for sure so there's really three main things that i like to preach you know this these are three actionable tactics that if you're listening right now you're listening to this going to work coming from work these are things that you know when you're finished with you know whatever you're doing today and you i guess a lot of people you know during the the day don't have, they don't have time to work on their business so they do it at night these are things you can do at night. You know what I mean? What is it like? It's, it's nine o'clock over in the UK right now. It's 3 PM here in the U S. So these are things that you could do right now while you're listening. But quite frankly, if you're any type of business, <clears throat> excuse me, brick and mortar, if you're running a sports agency, anything, there's really three things that I recommend. One is improving your local presence, right? So what does that even mean? If I were to type in, you know, Chris's pizza, right. Hmm. And it's nowhere to be found. That's a problem, right? If I were to type in pizza near me and I'm in your general area, your general town, that's a problem as well. So we need to be making sure that you're ranking locally. So if someone were to type in, you know, pizzeria near me, pizzeria in Cambridge and London, wherever you are, that's where you want to come up because, and you've seen this too. Yeah. If you Google something and you have that, you know, map pack, that snack pack, I like to call, there's three businesses that really have that, you know, featured snippet, right? And that's where you want to be because 90% of those clicks are right there. The other 10 mm. are on that first page. So it's, it's, you know, you need to make sure you're in that top three. How do you go about doing that? It's getting a Google, my business account. And this is a free mm. thing. Google, you know, they're going to actually give you some ad credits. I think it's $150 for free to go and use Google ads for your business. But this is Google, my business, a local SEO effort where you just simply put your business name in what you do. And then the thing that's my secret sauce is just uploading it with regular content. So uh, photos, virtual tours, you know, what else do you want to put in? Obviously taking beautiful pictures of your pizza, of your food, 
getting reviews as well. I know that my partner, Mac, who also owns a phone repair company, he strategically named it phone repair Philly, uh, Philly right? So like Philadelphia. So when you need a phone repair, what do you type in? Phone repair in Philly, phone repair yeah, Philly. So smart. it's just a perfect, you know, SEO optimized name to where he's ranking in the top three. Like he is about, I think he's like four or five locations in the city. All five locations are in that, you know, snap pack. So it's just a great way to utilize um, that free, you know, uh, small business profile that Google is giving you, quite frankly. The second thing I would recommend is writing SEO optimized blogs, right? Mm. So what I mean by that is if, again, sticking with the pizzeria example, you want to talk about things that obviously pertain to your business. So, you know, here are like something that would be good is, you know, best ingredients for pizza, right? Because if you write that blog and again, like you're ranking nationally at this point, because the blog, it's not going to be just found locally. It's going to be found all over if you rank yeah. high enough, right? So you're going to have people that are, you know, coming from like, I guess, how far is Liverpool from, from London? Like a couple uh, hours? Yeah. A couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have people in Liverpool checking out your article and be like, oh my God, this, you know, Chris's pizza. It sounds amazing. Let's make the two hour drive, you know, <laughs> while we're in London and we'll stop over. We say, oh, you found you from this article and, and that's really it, you know? So that's a great way to go about um, obviously standing out uh, from your competitors. There's a great tool as well called SEMrush, S-E-M Rush, where you are able to track your keywords. You're able to track, you know, what are we going to be uh, talking about? Like, does this keyword even have any volume? Are people even searching yeah. this? And if it does have volume, how difficult is it to actually rank for it? Because for instance, for me, for my business, if I were to put in virtual tour service or virtual tours, that is really hard to rank for. So I think that if we took something else to rank for, that's a subtlety of that key phrase that doesn't have that much difficulty, but kind of has the same uh, keyword volume, yeah. that eventually will get pushed to that main keyword, a virtual tour or virtual tour service. So that's really what I do. And then the third thing, honestly, is just to have a social media presence. You know, there's a lot of people who, like myself, you know, I really wasn't a savvy social media person. I didn't post to Instagram regularly, but it's easier than you think. I mean, if you're a small business owner, you have an iPhone, you don't have to have the newest iPhone. This is one from like three years ago. <laughs> you know, you can just take, you know, weekly photos, have your girlfriend, have, you know, someone else just have a little, you know, tripod, whatever you want to do and just take regular photos. Then for your business, especially if you're a food shop, you know, it's really easy to just bulk up followers if you're mm. having great food, because, you know, people love pizza. They love all the great stuff. So to reiterate, Google My Business, regular scheduled blogs, and then social media. Those are three three things that I really think can help out small mm. businesses in this day and age. Yeah, it's super important to mention all of them. And um, Google My Business, great. And in terms of optimizing the blogs, uh, do you just scatter keywords in the blogs or it should there only be like three or four keywords per blog? Uh, what's your advice there? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's a bit of a narrative in the SEO community that says you just have to throw keywords and blogs and you're going to rank for stuff, right? Which really isn't true. The checklist that I like is as follows. It's about a one to 2% keyword density. So you wanna strategically place these keywords inside of your blog. Next, you wanna have at least 2000 words 
because normally about 1800 to 2100 words ranks you on average on the first page because it's enough content, right? Okay. Not saying you want to just use filler words or fluff, but that's normally what you want to do. For me, I'd like to put in 10 outbound links, which is talking about like, again, if you're, you know, a pizza shop, you want to talk about um, like maybe the big franchises like Domino's, Papa John's, you know, all those ones, link out to them. And then 10 inbound links talking about, you know, chrisspizza.com, you know, whatever your URL is. Mm-hmm. This way, it's an internal link. You can search it. If you have another blog that you want to refer in that blog, you could click that link and it gets directed to your site where people are just checking out more of your content as is. Next, I would recommend about five SEO optimized images, which is essentially taking five images. Each of them need to be less than 100 KBs, which is, I think, gigabytes or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can go on, you know, what is it? Like tinypng.com, throw an image in there, resize it. And then what I like to do if you're on WordPress is actually click that image and in the alt text, which is the alternative text, it's just another way to describe the image. You can then put your keyword in there that you want to rank for. So if it's yeah. pizza near me and you're tagging a photo of pizza, if Google indexes that properly, which it will, if someone were to type in that keyword and find it on Google images, your blog will have that image, right? So people will click the image and then they'll have that link and then they'll be like, oh, best ingredients in this pizza, click that blog, they'll go to your website. So that's another way, right? The yeah, last that's, thing that's... I would say is um, to embed a, a video. So like make a YouTube video, just throw it in there um, for more context because the average person really likes to, to watch a video. And I think with all those steps, um, you'd be pretty surprised how well you can rank for those mm. you know specific keywords. Yeah, because uh, one of the guys who uh, was on the podcast before, he, he spoke about link building and how important that is and backlinks. But I didn't, I went to Backlinko and try to read on it because I, I didn't quite understand it. Could you explain it to me uh, so it makes sense? Right, right. <laughs> so there's a thing in SEO world, um, excuse me, called domain authority, okay, and page authority. Page authority is simply how strong your current page is that you're on, okay? So <laughs> for instance, your home page is probably going to be your highest page authority page simply because it's you know, the most viewed page on your site, I would imagine, right? On average, it probably is. Domain authority is how strong your URL is. So chrisspizza.com, how strong is that, right? And Google ranks that. There's a lot of other, you know, like backlinko, moz.com that have that, uh, you know, different features of ranking. Google is at 100 because it's the actual, it's the search engine that indexes (laughs) the site. So obviously it has to be 100. And then it goes all the way down to zero, right? For instance, our site, I believe MomentumVirtualTours.com is like 54 or something like that. So we're doing okay. You know, it's, it's not, not bad, not bad at all. It's pretty decent. Um, but what you need to do for backlinks is let's just say you're at a 54 and you want to rank a little bit higher. So what you yeah. need to do is find these huge outlets like, I don't know, maybe like CNN or NBC or, you know, Market Watch or... I don't know. I mean, like Buzzsprout or Medium, there's so many of these URLs that have, excuse me, these content pieces that you can simply embed a backlink in and you'll get that SEO juice to where you'll start to rank higher because you're associated with those, you know, really large, high high authority. Yeah, exactly. So, So, I'm sorry. So like if, if you're, 
if you're in the blog and you're talking about YouTube ranking and then you find a Neil Patel video and you and you add like a hyperlink on that text, is that backlinking? So that would be a good example of an outbound link, right? Okay. That wouldn't be a necessarily a backlink. A backlink, and that's a good question. I should explain this a little bit better. A backlink is where their publication links out to you, right? So uh, you're giving them a backlink, which Neil Patel, you know, he doesn't really care. Right? <laughs> you know I mean? He, he but, won't be reaching out to me. Well, he might be in the future. <laughs> we hope so. We hope so, yeah. But if Neil Patel reaches out to you and says, listen, you know, I love your content. I'd love to give you a backlink. That's gold because you're then going to be associated with the Neil Patels of the world, your, mm -hmm. you know, domain authority. I don't know how much it's going to increase because that stuff is kind of still fuzzy to me, but it's also not just the strength of it, but it's also the, uh, the spam score as well. So you need to have a, a link that's not as spammy. Like for instance, um, there's like a couple other websites. It's escaping me now, but you ever see those sites that they're just bombarded with advertisements and there's yeah. just no natural content. It's just like they're, they're, their spam score is probably in the thirties, which is horrible. So you want to find a spam score that's less than 5%. Anything that's less than 5%, that's like, you know, a market watch or a CNN or NBC, or, you know, like I said, Buzzsprout, those are good reputable websites to get backlinks from. Okay. But I, I wouldn't be able to, how would you request a backlink? So the strategy there is pretty, I mean, there's a lot of different strategies. Like for instance, there's this, uh, a strategy called guest posting where you can essentially say, hey, I've written this blog. Like for instance, if, you know, you ever hear of Google Street View, it's like a 360 yes, yeah, um, yeah. software. So you can essentially say, okay, Google Street View, I've written a, a virtual tour article about you, about photography, which definitely correlates to what you guys normally talk about. So take this article, if you don't mind, throw it into you know one of your articles that you're gonna be talking about, link us out, it's gonna be a very valuable piece. If they deem that to be valuable enough, which if you care about your customer, if you hit the whole checkbox, like I just described, yep. you won't have any problem they should be able to do that. So that's a good way to go about getting a backlink. There's, you know, email campaigns that you can do. There's, you know, hire a VA for like $3 an hour to go and DM, you know, these big SEO bloggers that, you know, do this stuff. Or you can even pay people, you know, to have this opportunity. I, I remember for MarketWatch, we got on there and I think it has a domain authority of 83. So that cost us like maybe 250 per link. Mm -hmm. So we got one for Momentum Digital, and then we also got one for Momentum 360. So altogether, it costs $500. But it's like, listen, if you're mentioned in Market Watch, that 250 really is going to be made up just by one gig, at least for our yeah. standards, because we normally charge at least $300 for a, the minimum job. So even if we get one client from this Market Watch article, I think it's worth it. And yeah. again, it's not just getting the money back, but it's also that longstanding SEO juice that you get from you know, the article. So those are different strategies. Um, I really just prefer the method that I mentioned at first of guest posting. It builds a little bit more concrete of a relationship rather than, Hey, yeah. here's my credit card, charge it for you a thousand dollars and yeah. you know, we'll get you a link. So that's just for me, but you know, really honestly, whatever suits, uh, suits uh, you best. Uh, and that's a great way to build authority because you're, 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 you're seen as well, you're associating with larger brands. Is that when you could say featured on NBC, featured on MarketWatch, because you've exchanged 
links. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good point too. Cause now that, you know, now that we're talking about this, I'm probably going to get advertised on Instagram from some goofball. who's like, Oh, I can get you on Fox news, you know, tomorrow, which it's, it's true. You can, but it's like, again, you know, the articles, they might be spam, they might not be seen. So mm-hmm. you need to really understand what you're doing. You know, it's like anything with like, like credit repair or, you know, like any like drop shipping. It's like, you need to make sure you're grow. Not saying there's, those aren't bad, you know, businesses, but it's like, you need to understand what you're doing because there's a lot of ways to kind of be a little slime ball in that business and, yeah. you know, like just take people's money. So, um, but yeah, that, that's exactly right. Featured on, on whatever you want. That's how a lot of people do it. Yeah. And, and some of those things that I didn't even, didn't even know how to actually optimize the, the podcast website. So I'm definitely going to be downloading this transcription ASAP before this episode goes live and make some changes. <laughs> but I think it's a gradual thing. You learn as you go. And uh, if you, d- does SEO help if you, if you write consistently instead of creating thousands of pages at once you want to create a blog every week and add it to the so what i'm trying to get to is is it important to update the website sure yeah it's definitely important to update the website you know i it's funny you mentioned this i was actually uploading um, a couple other new location pages in the website too so normally what i do because like just to give you a perspective from the audience perspective me being ceo i want to you know, just it's, it's really two things. It's branding and it's sales. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the occasional me having to like, you know, put out a couple of fires or whatever, doing a little bit of project management. But for the most part, I got a team that does ops that does, you know, other rudimentary sales and website stuff. So when I'm not doing that, I really just love to work on the business and work on the website, especially work on our SEO, like just high level stuff, because yeah. really that's what you should be doing. But in terms of the website, there's a lot of different things you could be doing. I like to just take, you know, Thursdays and Fridays and the weekends um, because I said, this isn't even work to me. I just love the progression of building the business and seeing where it was like, cause last year we really, during COVID, as you can imagine, we we're busy. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. compared to last year, yeah, crazy. I mean, we're, we're, we're packed out the gills with, with shoots and it's, it's beautiful. There's, there's a guy named Simon. I don't know if this, this name sounds from, I forget his last name, but Simon, he runs 360 virtual tour.co and there's another person named Beth, I think, who also runs another large 360 company in the UK. But nonetheless, I was kind of, you know, taking their stuff on the website and saying, oh my God, like they have a lot of cool stuff. I want to add that to my site as well and think if I can, you know, they can rank high, I can rank, you know, high as well too. So I like to take, you know, those kind of days where I'm not as busy to just mm-hmm. work on higher level stuff. But yeah, you definitely should be uploading, you know, the, the page speed. I mean, there's a million things that you could do to a website, but the most important thing for a website, there's really three things. There's page speed, which is, okay, if you're on desktop, if you're on a phone, how long does it last? How long yep. does it take to, to really, you know, um, load up? The second is the UX UI, the user experience. You want to make sure it's very pompous. It's very warm and friendly and modern. And then the third thing is really just, answering the question, right? So like, for instance, if you have a question about, you know, let's just say, all right, like what's the best ingredient for pizza? You want to make sure that it doesn't matter if they're checking out the website or checking out their blog, you want to answer their question immediately. Because if you could do that, then you're going to get a lot more clicks. You're going to get a lot more, people are going to, first of all, view your blog Mm -hmm. a lot longer. Um, There's this misconception where you want to put the 
answer all the way at the bottom, which I guess to some extent you probably should simply because they're going to be on the blog longer anyway. Mm -hmm. But for me, I like to just give as much value up front. So when they come back to me, they're like, hey, the Sean, he's a straight shooter. He gives me exactly what I'm asking for. This is why I'm going to go to his blog, check out his stuff, regardless of what he's talking about, rather than some other Joe Schmo, because it just takes a long time to get to the point. And yeah, you know, time is <laughs> first impressions matter. First impressions matter. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. So, so we're coming to an end, I think. Uh, what are, what's one big lesson that you want to leave with our listeners today? Because we've covered quite a lot in terms of SEO, so and sales. Yeah, for sure. The biggest thing I can say, guys, is just to really get started and, and learn, you know, like life is such a beautiful thing and it's, it's very long, you know, I, as, as, you know, 24 year old me hits right now, you know, I've lived a quarter of my life, knock on wood, I'm able to make it to a hundred <laughs> digits. That'd be, that'd be awesome. But it's a long game. So each day make it, you know, a hundred percent, but don't get down on yourself for not seeing that growth in, the, in a day or a week or a month. Mm-hmm. You want to track this stuff by years and you want to track it by you know, how happy you are, how really um, you can expand the team and, and all these other differentiating factors. So just play the long game, be consistent. And I would say another thing too, be passionate too, like really care and, and give a crap about what your industry is because it's going to make it that much more enjoyable and that much more fun. And you're not even going to feel like you're working because I don't. Yeah, amazing. Uh, and this is a big one. Um, how can people get in touch with you? And is there anything else that you wanted to share that you didn't share? Yeah. So if you want to get a free SEO audit, if you want to learn more about virtual tours, if you just want to learn about me in general and what I'm doing, I'm an avid real estate investor. I'm actually working on this pictured app that I'm going to be needing funding for. So if you're listening and you know uh, people that have access to funding, I'd love to talk to you as well. The best way to get in touch with me is very simple. Just go to seanboyle.com. That's S-E-A-N. B-O-Y-L-E, SeanBoyle.com. You can fill out a contact form. I'll answer you immediately. We'll hop on a call. And thank you, Sean, for joining me this week on Talking With Experts podcast. Thank you to all that have listened today and got a lot out of it, I hope. Um, I hope you learned a lot about investing, lifestyle, even real estate, sales, SEO, virtual tours. I've also dropped uh, Sean's SEO checklist Um, in the show notes so you can grab that and hopefully improve your SEO strategy but for now if you want to listen to more of Sean then go to the Sean Boyle podcast uh, where he'll be interviewing other entrepreneurs on topics like entrepreneurship investing and lifestyle so uh, take care and I'll speak to you next week